thank you, Ken, Susie, and Phil. Phil's going to be starting his own band, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh, maybe not. I heard that. Sorry. Thank you for having me preach today's stage. I really appreciate this. Um, sometimes I get a little carried away, so if somebody wants to carry me away when I get that way, <laughs> feel right ahead. Let's open in prayer if we should, if we could, please. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word, and we thank you that it illuminates us in a way that nothing else can. We ask, Lord, that you touch us, strengthen us, and nourish us through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to be talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and from... Many people's description, that is the love chapter, right? Mm -hmm. We've heard a lot of sermons <coughs> over the years regarding the love chapter. And I'm going to read through this just very briefly, but I urge you to go back through, open your Bibles when you get home, and go back through and go through it more slowly because it gives us a roadmap. I've always proclaimed that the Bible itself is a map. It gives us a roadmap on where we need to go at certain times of our life. And if we happen to get off course, the Bible swings us back to where we should be. So it gives us guidance. It gives us help with God's inspired word. So let's read. You can follow along in your bulletins or on the screen. And I'm reading from the... Um, NLT, the New Living Translation. If I could speak in all languages of earth and angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude, and it does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love <coughs> will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child, but when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzled reflections in a mirror, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love, 
and the greatest of these is love. God bless the reading of your word. What is love today? In the United States, Valentine's Day is a multi-billion dollar industry. We spend money on cards, sayings, special groups that come and sing at your beloved's workplace, which is quite funny, by the way. <laughs> Presents, flowers. I happen to be married to a former florist who says, if I ever buy roses on Valentine's Day, she will throttle me. <laughs> because the price of roses does what? Goes this way. As we were driving here, we saw 1-800-Flowers. Roses are now down to not $12.99, $9.99 in some cases. They're inexpensive. So my idea would be to change Valentine's Day to the 22nd. <laughs> and everybody would be excited about that. Because most people would buy things on the 14th and we would buy them on the 22nd to make sure. Because I actually did buy a card on the 13th and you should have seen the scurrying in the store for buying the cards and making sure that you got to the checkout. Unfortunately, most of those people were male. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. The things that I would emphasize, though, is that today as people, we emphasize love in a way different way than Paul was intending in the Scripture. In Greek words, there were different kinds of love. There was eros, which meant the romantic love. I love you, I'm going to hug you, I'm going to pledge my entire life to you. And then there was philos, P-H-I-L-O-S. That type of love was more a brotherly or sisterly love. I'm dedicated to you, I'm loyal, I'm strong for you, I'm here for you. I have two ears, I can listen to you. We have that love for people, right? If you have a sister or a brother or a friend in Christ, or a fellow church member that you want to be there for, that would be a philos kind of love. But most scholars believe that Paul was talking about in this chapter agape love, which is completely unconditional. As I mentioned to the kids this morning, it's like there are no conditions. Jesus didn't give us any conditions. God didn't write it out and say he loves us because of who we are. If we think about it, each and, us, uh, each and every one of us, we're made by God. And you know what? He still loves us. We still go on and sin. We still have problems. We still go on and commit, others commit heinous acts. Things go on in this world that we can't explain. We don't know. Evidenced by recent shootings, evidenced by recent problems in our society. And yet we sit back and go, how can a God love everybody? He does. He does. And we can take Jesus' example as today's devotional. I'm glad Stacia mentioned that because today's devotional was written by Stacia, talking about Jesus being Emmanuel and being dedicated to us, being with us. Us, because 
He is no further away than your voice's call or your heart's call. You can touch Jesus anytime, any day, anywhere. It's that unconditional love that gives us that assurity. And it's verses such as John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Now we give and give, right? We give to the church, we give to people, we give to neighbors, we give as a helper. We show our love and gratitude toward others. And we're touched each and every time we read those stories or see those stories. Recently, I was completely touched by the Clear Creek Amanda 7th grade basketball team. Did anybody see this thing on the news at all? They were playing center pointer band. Center pointer band had a young man who basically was on the sidelines most of the year, but he was developmentally disabled. And his goal was to play basketball. He really loved basketball, and he wanted to play. In the worst way, he wanted to play. And he also wanted to score a basket, of course, not just get out there and run around, but score a basket. So there was an arrangement, I'm sure, between the coaches, but later in the game, a timeout was called, and this disabled kid was put in the game assigned to number 11 to guard it. Number 11, let's just say, guarded him extremely loosely <laughs> and helped him even when he lost control of the ball. He tapped it back to him to make sure that this player had it. Now, long story short, that player scored 10 points in the game. 10 points! He was so excited. The players were excited. They were jumping up and down. And I don't think anybody really cared what the score was. But if you typically look at a seventh grade male athlete, guys, I'm going to ask you this one. You usually care what the score is, right? You want to know that I was a winner or I was a loser and I needed to work harder. Those kids didn't care at that point. So that compassion shown on a basketball floor in the middle of Iowa can show people, and that video went national. That video went out among the internet. There are things that go out on the internet that we wish hadn't gone out. That thing I wish had gone out many, many thousands of times more to show what a little compassion can do and what we can do for our fellow neighbors. So how do we show love? How do we show love on a daily basis? I mentioned a few examples. Helping our neighbors, helping our friends, helping each other, but also helping ourselves. Helping ourselves. You may want to raise your toes a little bit on this one because I think I might have to step on a few. <laughs> and I don't mean to, but I'm guilty as the next to say, sometimes I get down going, oh, woe is me, things are terrible. Uh, the cable didn't work. Um, I didn't get my favorite program on. They shortcutted things because of some special report. And I get so upset about things. Wow. What short-sightedness of me to get so upset when others would be showing love at that moment. And you could consider that. So I think consider yourselves. Consider yourself if you are in a down place. 
If you are in difficult circumstances, look up. Look up. Jesus has the answer for you. You can continue to pray. And if you haven't done that yet, I would ask you at the end of my little sermon here that we'll ask a question and see who wants to look up and continue to look up. Even if you've looked up before and accepted Christ as your personal Savior, now is the time. Because as you look out there in the world as it stands today, there are many crazy things going on. And if I can go into a crazy world to know that I know that I know I have accepted Christ as my personal Savior, and it's a win-win, regardless of what I do. Um, the gentleman who was the football coach in the Florida school that recently had the shooting, using himself as a human shield to protect those students was unconscionable sacrifice. When many people were heading for cover, he was a big fella, and he was placing himself on top of students and protecting as many students as he possibly could. Now, I'm not asking you to do that. I'm just asking you that in your troubled times, Jesus is there for you. He's there for me. He's there for anyone else you want to share Christ with. That it's always, 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 no matter the time of day, he's open 24-7. 24-7. Better than Casey's Donuts, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> and I'm a big fan of those. I have to become less of a fan. I'll explain to some of you later. Basically, as we look at our relationship with Jesus, are we solid there? Or are we going, well, I just don't know. I just don't know. I'm not sure, 100%. I'll say, Kevin, I don't really know. At this moment in time, I don't really know. But there's a way. There's a way to calm that. There's a way to change that. I would suggest, and I hope I'm not plagiarizing anyone, that if we had a billboard sign out front that we could put things on, and I know it advertises us out front, our church and when we meet, but it's saying that I picked up basically that one of the churches I've seen on a front billboard that says, no Jesus, no peace. That's N-O Jesus, no peace, no K-N-O-W Jesus, no peace. I would suggest no Jesus, no love know Jesus and we know love within our hearts. We know the kind of things that we can do for people and the kinds of things that we can share. Now just a small assignment I want to toss out there is that as you're going through this Lenten season, I encourage you and I know that we've, we have the devotional going and that's absolutely awesome, but I would encourage you to read and study the life of Jesus. What did he do? How did he do it? How did he go from day to day to day? And what kinds of things did he do? He hung out with sinners. If you look, if you place yourself back in that time, that was highly unusual and highly, highly criticized. He lost his life for it. He lost his life for it. 
So think about those people or those circumstances that you have or that you do, saying, what can I do? How can I affect this situation? Even if it's by prayer and you offer up a prayer for that person or that situation. So basically my challenge is, is to try to take your love to the next level, to the next level. That's a very common theme in the coaching world, of course, and I've been coached enough in my life to know that I'm always trying to go to the next level, even if it was with Casey's Donuts. <laughs> but I'm still trying to go to the next level, to improve, to step forward, to step out and express my love towards someone or express a word of encouragement. And it doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be hard. We can just actually smile at somebody in an aisle that we go by. We can give them a clear greeting. We can assist them get something that maybe they couldn't get before. Helping others help themselves. Because I think that would speak volumes, because what's going to happen, I believe, and this has happened time over time over time again, that person's going to step back, and if they don't know Christ, they're going to look back and say, I want what they've got. Whatever they have, or as I've heard the phrase at my workplace, whatever he's on, I want some of that. Okay? And it gives us the opportunity to say, I'll show you how to get some of that. I don't have to go and get a prescription. I don't have to see a doctor. I just see the great physician. Please pray with me. And close your eyes if you would, please. I ask you to think a little bit for yourself. And I ask that if you need a touch from God, or from Jesus, or a word of encouragement, I just ask that you would slip your hand up just very quickly and back down. Nobody would be looking around. Nobody would be peering at you or judging you. I just pray, Lord, that you would ask for a touch from God. Help us help others. Help other, us help others. Thank you for that hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We will be available during the song that we're going to sing um, or prayer if you'd like to come up. If not, please see an elder afterwards. But I encourage you to continue to encourage others and love others as you would be loved yourself. Let's say a quick prayer to conclude and then we'll go into our song. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your love and your commitment to us and the fact that you love us regardless of what we do, who we are, where we go, and how we behave. Father, we thank you and praise you for all things in our life. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank mm -hmm. you.